The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is January, no, June. January was yesterday. June is today. They both start with a J. What do you want from me? It's uh, June 17th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Dima Diva Isa. Alfred is out doing a uh, West Coast tour of Applebee's restaurants. He said <laughs> the one in his backyard, not enough. He's got to uh, hit the road. Yeah, he was scared of the tornado thread. <laughs> no, no. And uh, headline, uh, Brock Lesnar's back. Stephanie McMahon is CEO of WWE. Vince McMahon is as out of touch as ever. Rampage was pre-taped. Uh, and that about does it for tonight's installment of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We'll be back Thank on Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt oh, Riddle, man. not the undisputed champion. Do you, ever, get, do, you, do you have a doubt? Like, come on. I, I didn't, but actually, I have to say, if he would have won, then Brock would have come out. I would have been like, oh, shit, that's fresh, if that would have been where they're going. But that's not where they're going. Okay, Glenn. Look, I got to, if, sometimes you need to lie to yourself. And I don't I, care if that's, hey, you know, the boss is going to give me a promotion in six months and recognize the hard work I do. You know, uh, the the person I like is going to say they like me back and we should go out. We all need to delude ourselves with potential fantastic scenarios that will never happen, but we have to fantasize that they could because that's what keeps us breathing, keeps the heart beating, and keeps us uh, trudging forward through this meaningless existence we call life. You know what keeps me going? Being realistic. I have the worst expectations out of everything. And then that way I'm yes. never disappointed. So, well, you your know, upbringing, not... like Lacey Evans, I mean, when you come from I... such hardship, you just don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Lacey don't know hard times like I do, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, strap in, folks. It's going to be one of those. So, how was your morning, Glenn? Did you wake up to any crazy news today? Uh, you know, stock market doing its thing. <laughs> I um, I woke up and I was like, I got annoyed by my phone blowing up. And I'm like, I wish everybody would leave me alone. And then I realized <laughs> that everybody woke up to the news of Vince McMahon stepping down as CEO of WWE. Obviously, this is a temporary thing. I will read you the news according to Wrestling Inc. That 
WWE.com. WWE has published a press release this morning revealing that Vince McMahon will be stepping down as the WWE CEO and chairman with Stephanie McMahon taking over in an interim capacity effective immediately. While Vince had made the decision on a voluntary basis, he will be retaining his role in relation to WWE creative um, department during this um, time period. Obviously, this comes in the wake of the Wall Street Journal's report that the board of WWE is investigating a $3 million settlement paid to a former employee by Vince McMahon, with whom he had an alleged affair. The company claimed that the relationship was consensual and that WWE did not pay any monies to the former employee. So Stephanie's, you know, is the new chairwoman, which I am not yeah. going to lie. I like that. I like that. What do you think of the news? Did you see the report? Like, tell me where you're at with all of this. Look, I think Stephanie being in charge is great, but... Vince McMahon still having a hand in creative. Um, that's where his, I think he, that's where his uh, influence has been the most. Uh, um, yeah. He's had the greatest presence there. So I feel like right. from a TV point of view, things aren't going to change. And right. I think this announcement that he was going to be out on WWE uh, on SmackDown tonight was actually um, kind of uh, exploitative uh yeah. cheap um i think they were going to pop a rating by saying you know what crazy thing is he going to do is he going to come out and have contrition and uh, apologies for how he's let down the company and his appearance um tone deaf uh yeah. cheap stunt felt like remember when michael jackson and lisa marie presley opened up the mtv awards <laughs> for just yes. coming out and kissing <laughs> Like, yes. it, it was just kind of like the shittiest, oh, then now together forever, you know, the together, the together part, that's the most important part. It's like, dude, come out and show an ounce of being in touch with reality that maybe right. you've done some things that were not right and that might have flown even 20 years ago, but now you're part of a public company, you've got other employees, you've created this culture um, of extreme unprofessionalism and unhappiness. And he could have come out and said, I take full responsibility for this. Stephanie's going to run things in the interim. I'm going to slide more into a creative role and uh, I will cooperate with the investigation fully. He didn't do that. So uh, reality is, is passed Vince by and tonight was his attempt to control his narrative uh, in like uh, the weakest way possible. Yeah, the one thing that caught my eye in regards to the, you know, to the announcement and the first thing that I saw was the word temporarily. I feel like, and we'll get into it, but I feel like as, as we saw in his appearance tonight, I feel like he's very confident that he's going to come out on this investigation on top and he'll probably resume his duties as CEO. That's that's the kind of vibes that I'm getting from here. Um, I, I, I feel like this was just a move to get everybody to just be a little bit happier and just for the image of the company. So, you know, the stocks don't, don't tank and all of that. But to your point of it being a little tone deaf, another news report that I have pulled up is that Vince McMahon was reportedly in a great mood backstage tonight on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, the 76 year old former 
former, that's so weird to read, WWE chairman and CEO stepped down from his position um, earlier today, and Vince is still overseeing creative. According to a report from PW Insider, McMahon is in a great mood backstage in Minneapolis. McMahon was reported to be joking around, despite the weight of allegations that are currently weighing on him. There was a rumor that Vince would address superstars and employees, but this the report noted that that hadn't happened as of 4 p.m., and the report goes on to detail a weird pre-production meeting with no acknowledgement from Vince, nor were there any questions asked about the WWE Board of Directions investigations, and some were privately wondering about how many NDAs are there, you know, that this investigation is leading. So to your point, you know, the fact that the report that we're getting is that business are going on as usual, given the scandal. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have shown up, he shouldn't have gone on TV at all tonight, but I guarantee you his original idea is probably something Stephanie Fox, the board, uh, Nick Khan put the kibosh on. He probably wanted to go out there like Tupac and just say thug life and spit at the camera. Um, and they were probably like, Vince, bad idea, bad idea. Uh, but what he did, I mean, it was just, it was a dumb publicity stunt. His, I think his only move was to go out there and take some freaking ownership of his own bad behavior. That didn't happen. That was never going to happen. But right. me and other people were probably tuned in thinking, maybe that'll happen, or maybe it'll be a huge train wreck, and instead we just got this. I didn't know what to expect, and once we get into SmackDown, we'll talk a little bit more about what he said and, and, and how we felt about it. I honestly didn't know what to expect, and I don't know if I was happy or baffled by what happened because I didn't know if him addressing it or not addressing it was a good idea, but I'm with you. I think the appearance at all was was a horrible idea and as soon as i saw it being announced so close to the announcement of him stepping down the yeah. first thing that came to my brain was tom death bad idea why why you already had a title match announced for tonight's smackdown if business was going to go on as usual then you know nothing nothing needed to happen here the only thing that we needed was a statement from stephanie which we did get um stephanie did send out a tweet and she did also send out an email to ww employees but the tweet said until the conclusion of the investigation again is that temporarily thing that i was telling you about um until the conclusion of the investigation into recent allegations i am honored to assume the role of entering chairwoman and ceo i love wwe and all it continues to do to entertain billions around the world and and I know this is a lot of really weird news, but the one thing that I think is a positive out of this is Stephanie being the one that assumes responsibility as CEO and chairwoman well, of the company. Part of that's also optics, though. If you look at crisis right. management, um, you have allegations, like not even allegations. You have actually proof of wrongdoing against right. uh, a male executive in a position of power. Somebody behind the team said we really should have a female CEO appointed what Linda no she doesn't want it Stephanie please come back and do this like I don't think Stephanie was stoked for this promotion I think this is actually like oh great I've got it I right now have all of my attention on these additional NDAs that are being mentioned yes. here oh, because yeah. I personally think if this was consensual and he paid from his own pocket, while it is unethical, it isn't wrongdoing. You know, it depends on the culture and the policies of the company and relationships. You know what I mean? That whole position of power. But technically speaking, they could also come back and say there was no wrongdoing here outside of 
you know, something consensual that's frowned upon. So I personally think that what, what I really, and I don't know that we'll hear anything, and they made it clear today that the investigation would not be addressed until it's, you know, finalized. But I want to know how many other NDAs are mm-hmm. there and what do these NDAs say? Because WWE's lawyers claiming this was consensual and Vince, like, we didn't pay out of company money, then Vince necessarily, they might not be any wrongdoing. And maybe that's why he's walking around with this confidence that nothing is going to come out of this. Which is nuts. And just like the definition of just like rich, of, of like billionaire arrogance. Right. I'm not going to say privilege. I'm going to say arrogance. Um, because there have been stories going back 40 years of a culture mm-hmm. of bad actions, um, overtly sexual and otherwise towards women in WWF and then WWE. Oh yeah. So if there's a full, complete real investigation, like strap in because there are decades worth of things that could potentially come out. And that's why, again, like just very weird tonight. Tonight was like, like what was he trying to do? Calm the stockholders, calm the net. Like this was a bad idea. Vince, Vince needs to go away um, in the worst possible way right now. Yeah. Um, and putting him front and center, it's also very, very disrespectful. Look, the reasons why we watch and we joke about this and look, every wrestling fan has been in their own dysfunctional relationship with Vince McMahon now for probably the entire time they've been watching professional wrestling. Um, the reason we watch WWE is, is first and foremost, the talent, the wrestlers, the superstars. And if you're going to do something like this, that's so demoralizing, to the corporate culture to just put this person who had this bombshell of a story come out, who created this culture, created this atmosphere. And you're going to remind everybody that, Hey, by supporting this company, this old shithead uh, is someone whose pockets you continue to line and his cronies, like just what an insult to the hardworking talent, superstars, creatives, and people who are stuck in a position because it's, because it is their dream to put on a professional wrestling show. And they hitch their wagon to this man. And now we are just reminded by his nonstop, never-ending presence uh, that w- is going to taint WWE and our enjoyment of the product by knowing that we're benefiting him. Yeah, and unfortunately, just his position of power, his money, the lawyers that he's going to armor himself with, it's, it's, it's a fear that I have in regards to what's really going to come out of this investigation. Because like you said, we know there's a history of of a lot of wrongdoings and a lot of hush and don't say anything in this, you know, in, in his behavior in the past. But we also have to realize that this man is very powerful and it's gonna it's gonna take a lot for it to um for it to come to something. But I think if 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 we're gonna see a change, it's the board who can make that happen. But he has yeah. voting rights and half of the board is him, Stephanie, Nick Khan. So there's just so there's so many pieces here that, that have to be, you know, I don't know. I I I I'm just mind blown at, at his reaction to this situation and and the way the, you know this reports that he was in a good mood like nothing was going on he comes out there looking like nothing is going on it just it really bothered me and I don't know if you if you like sad to, I personally took a step back today Glenn and I was like what is going on in the last four weeks in professional wrestling it was yeah. just a, a month ago we covered Naomi and Sasha walking out we yeah. saw you know the we were covering the Jeff Hardy the Cody Rose injury the NJF stuff like now we're covering this the Stephanie McMahon taking the leave of absence like it has been probably the craziest 
four weeks of news, real life news in, in the world of professional wrestling. That's not counting the five shows that we're covering and the three pay-per-views that went in between the last four weeks. Like what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's really funny too. And let me just be absolutely clear. I don't care about Vince and Linda's marriage. I don't care if Vince right. is having relations outside of his marriage. But when you involve that in the workplace, and you, I mean, you look about the allegations that John Laurinaitis was involved, um, you look at, at this culture, that that's where it's like, no, hard no, hard, you have crossed a line. Like, why would you pay somebody a settlement and sign an NDA if you didn't do something wrong? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know that we're going to, hear anything else in regards to this investigation but i share i, I talked know. a little bit on wednesday the wall street journal is very known for taking out some very big ceos i was talking about how this they the terrano scandal with elizabeth holmes started because of a wall mm -hmm. street uh wall street journal uh article they also took down the we work uh, ceo so wall street journal they're, they're not going to come out with this report if they don't have enough ammunition and have triple, quadruple sourced it. So again, I'm very, very curious to know what the other NDAs are, what all are they really finding? And if this is an investigation that does end up taking him down permanently, do you think Stephanie is going to be the person that, that, that stays a CEO? I could see Nick Khan going into that role. Like I said, I think, I don't know that Stephanie even wanted this job. Remember, she was she was on a leave of absence. Um, yeah. and, and who knows what's up there? Who knows her internal relationship with this? I mean, look, I, I, uh, for, for the sake of, um, for the sake of the talent at WWE and the people that work there and have not done anything wrong. I mean, I hope that the board is able to get its house in order, but this is a very weird time. And if you look at the stock yeah. price, it looks like people think, Oh good. Now they're finally going to have to sell. Vince isn't going to have a choice. Right, right. Um, I, I see some comments on the chat, but I got to tell you, this isn't uh, an inside the wrestling bubble thing. MJF, that was a wrestling bubble thing. Maybe even the Jeff Hardy. This has been covered by mainstream media. They have Dave Meltzer speaking of CNN today at 5 p.m. for Christ's yeah. sake. Like this isn't, this isn't, uh, this is not a just us in the podcast we're going to talk about. This is actually being covered by all major sources. If you go and click on or search Vince McMahon today, there was pretty much every single news source is talking about him stepping down as CEO. So I, I do think this is, um, because he has so much mainstream media, it's why I'm shocked about the response and, and how he behaved today in regards to appearing in character on television. Um, last in the news, and this probably feels like three years ago, but AEW Dynamite viewership did take a hit. They were going against the NHL, um, the hockey finals. I don't know if you saw it, but they did draw only a 761,000, which is a 19% from the previous week episode. Um, Tony Khan did send out a tweet saying that all viewership in cable was, uh, you know, down overall. But this one, this is a big hit. And I don't know if this has something to do with this, you know, forbidden door built being geared towards such a niche group of wrestling fans that the casual viewers may not be as invested or maybe it was hockey but hockey had less viewership than the nba finals and they went against the nba finals the week before and did better numbers so that's that's something worth pointing out crazy um such a weird night tonight it is it is and we gotta talk about it because I'm done so with the strange. news. <laughs> Although you know what you you know what's interesting though? You mentioned about the bubble. If you look at that live audience there, I think that live audience is actually so in the wrestling bubble. 
or such yeah. casual fans that I don't think they were fully aware of, of the news and everything that's going on tonight. I think they were just like, oh, hey, it's Mr. McMahon. A lot of times people don't realize that there are such things as casual viewers and there are there is such thing as people that are not aware of, of what's going on. There mm -hmm. are quite a few, honestly. But, you know, I, I'm pretty sure these people were going to SmackDown no matter what. But I would assume some of the people in the crowd tonight knew, knew what was going on. But based on the reaction that he originally had when he came out, didn't seem like it. Um, let's talk about the some positive news, which is... Uh... Raj Giri is right. You all owe him an apology. The internet yes. doubted Raj Giri the other night when he said he had a good authority. I never did. Josh Banks. I didn't either. Yeah. But uh, the internet, the haters, as it were, uh, doubted Raj Giri's exclusive scoop that Sasha Banks had been granted a release by WWE. And tonight, uh, multiple people, um, according yeah. to Fightful, multiple people confirmed that they believe she has been released. Someone anonymous on Reddit who is like trusted by the Reddit mods and provided proof to the Reddit moderator said Sasha has been released. So uh, once again, the modern day Maharaja has not steered us wrong. With, he's with out, he's out in Vegas. He he knows that scoop was so big that he decided to just go to Vegas and celebrate the fact that he was right. Regardless of the threatening uh, DMs in his inbox, which is absolutely ridiculous. I, I didn't doubt. I don't think Raj will put that out there. I think Raj has been very accurate. He's been doing this for such a long time that it baffled me that people were just going at it like that. Uh, I saw that Andrew Syrian said that there was lawyers involved. This was being trying to be done. And when Sean Rassab was digging for more information, while they were not confirming, they weren't denying it either. So that, that should have told people something. Yeah, and by the way, over the last six years that I've been doing this podcast, um, like 15% of my life that I've been hosting the Wrestling Inc. podcast, I have talked to Raj before about so many rumors off the air. And Raj is always like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's, you know, I've heard the rumor, but I can't get confirmation on that. If Raj publicly says he's heard or thinks something's happening, like it's happening. He is not Mr. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's the good. boss, man. Yeah. So uh, now, but now the question, what about Naomi? What is going on with Naomi? I don't know, because it sounds like Sasha involved a legal team to get out of this contract, to get released. Yeah. So so there's not there's nothing being said about Naomi as of right now. I, so you, I'm, yeah. I'm going to miss Sasha. But if this mm -hmm. is what she wanted, I want her to be happy. So she wants out and they're going to let her out. Good for her. But if you got one team of lawyers that figured this out, all every wrestler has to do in WWE is hire those same lawyers and they'll just play the same, same defense. You already you know? know what's coming. Yep. So this is exciting, but no, I, I hope Sasha goes on to bigger and better things. I think AEW would be uh, foolish to not just offer her whatever schedule and check she wanted uh, just because they, I mean, honestly, they need Sasha Banks fans. They need, they need, they need a that whole audience. They, they need a, a reset to that women's division and, and do better. And I think bringing in some, some mainstream names will help, but they also have to, you know, book better because if I'm Sasha, I would also kind of weigh my options there because it's not all fun and butterflies when it comes to how the women are being booked in AEW, but I think she could be the change that they need. Yeah, I agree. Anything else in the news? <sighs> no, all of the news involved the show, so we might as well talk about them. There we go. Tonight's SmackDown. Before SmackDown started, though, uh, 
I bought a Floby. It showed up today. I had I no idea what it was. Hands. I had to. I saw your tweet. I don't know if you saw my reply. I had to Google and see what it was. It is a vacuum cleaner that cuts your hair, and it has different attachments for different lengths, and you don't have to worry about hair getting everywhere when you clean it up. And they've existed since the 80s. Should have bought one at the start of the pandemic, but I'm still cutting my own hair. So I was like, now, now I do it. Now I make it happen. Now that you can go get your hair cut professionally, you get it? And get breathed on? Come on. We're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> I'm know? seeing in the chat that uh, former WWE referee Dave Hebner oh. has passed away. So I didn't see that in the latest news on the, um, Wrestling Inc. May he rest in peace, thought, and prayers with his family. Oh, absolutely. Um, Tornado Anthony Y, thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Uh, what's 20. the threat level what's the threat level oh and, uh, by the way if you didn't watch it tuesday night we did one of the best things we've ever done on the wrestling inc podcast we <laughs> ranked all the nxt men's champions from least great to greatest starts about 56 minutes into the show go back and watch tuesday's podcast so much uh, fun. our number ones might surprise you yeah, it was very good. Very <laughs> heated friendships. Friendships dissolved. Over friendships ended. That why you think Alfred's not here? Please. <laughs> oh my God. Let's acknowledge the tornado master. There you go. Always, always. So we open tonight <sighs> with uh, the crypt keeper coming out, this giving us so some weird. platitudes. So we. I mean, like, dude. He comes Boy. out, and what did he say? Something about then, now, forever, together. Welcome to SmackDown, and just yeah. throws the mic. So it's the together part. That's it's. We're not together. In fact, every everyone should have backstage is about like. I just had to clarify for the record that I'm not together with that with that. I man. think he was. I think he was talking about John Laurinaitis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I hated this from the second he stepped out because he had the smirk in his face. He was doing the walk. And I know I was aware that he was going to be coming out in character that's as it was announced, but it, it just bothered me. It felt very... Um, I said it on my stream, I was doing a wash along and it felt like a power move. It came off to be yeah. like a power move. And I just, I didn't appreciate it. Like, it's not necessary. We know that you're still here. We know that you'll probably still be here if nothing comes out of this investigation. So we don't need you to go and flex on national television or do it to pop a rating because you're going to make the a, a rating grab out of, out of this really messed up situation. I just didn't like this at all. But you know what we have to really fight? You say, you know what the real villain is, is this cancel culture. I mean, you know, if, <laughs> yeah. if a billionaire can't get away with sexual, you know, never mind. I'm not, I'm not going to get into this. I get what uh, you're saying. I'm I'm not uh, insulting Tales from the Crypt, by the way. Demon Knight. Stellar I love film. Tales from the Crypt. If you've never seen the movie Dean, Demon Knight with Jada Pinkett Smith and uh, 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 Billy Zane, like fantastic, fantastic B movie. Um, so after that, Matt Riddle came out. See, I thought they were going to say, like, we're going to go right from this in the championship match. But no, uh, Matt Riddle came out and gave like this a tribute to Randy Orton. Yeah. It's kind of weird, even playing his music, like sitting there and lip syncing it. Like this, like if not for the Vince thing, this would have been the most batshit insane 
thing in professional wrestling in quite some time that he came out and like talked about Randy like he was no longer with us because Randy Randy's injury. But he's Randy's always like, done that. Remember the first time he went away, he kept looking at the sky trying yeah. to figure out where Randy was. Like that's just what Riddle does. But it was so long and he went on so much. He talked long. about like, this is, I dedicate this match to Randy. And then when they did the music and he was like, and one day when Randy comes back, we're going to hear it. And he <laughs> stood there and lip synced it. It was just like, did they just tell him like, you've got to fill 15 minutes. Just go yeah. out there. They were like, make people forget about what they just saw. He <laughs> was, they he said- was the- he was the many black little red flashing light, you know. Or you know what it was? Originally, Vince wanted twenty minutes to open the show, and they convinced him just to come out and say one thing. And then Randy was like, or uh, uh, Riddle was like, "Dude, you got to fill that time," because Vince yep. was going to go out there and just start reading from an en- his enemies list, take off his shirt, and you know, uh, start giving everyone the finger. What I took away from this Riddle promo is, you know, it was reported. I think it was yesterday. I don't know. There's been so many news out, but that that. Randy's injury is a lot more serious than what was anticipated, and he might be out until next year. And during Riddle's promo, he did mention that Randy has to go through with this back surgery that he needs, which is what the report says. If he needs the surgery, we're not going to see him until at least 2023. So that's the one thing that really perked my ears during Riddle's promo was when he said, you know, and I know you need surgery. And I was like, oh, no. Like, if if he's out there confirming that the surgery is needed, it's another horrible loss i outside of the crazy news cycle that has been going on we have been in a crazy injury uh like there's so many people getting injured right now this is why wrestling can probably use some time off not that they'll ever do it but um i just hope like randy just celebrated 20 years doing this i can only imagine you know how how messed up things could be from yeah. doing this for 20 years so i hope that he has a fast recovery and he comes back when he feels better regardless of how much time that will take no, absolutely. Um, but in, in the meantime, we've got Matt Riddle. At this point, honestly, because WWE is so W, they're going to WWE, I didn't think we were getting the match. Hmm. I didn't think we were going to see the title match tonight, honestly. Yeah. Um, Pat McAfee fired up being in Minnesota. Of course, he was a kicker for the Vikings, and uh, they gave him a big hometown moment tonight. Yeah. Um, everyone chanting, thank you, Randy. Like this, this was a strange <laughs> segment. This was a, this was really weird. I, I personally think we should always be appreciative of daddy Orton. So do you remember, do you remember like, uh, do you ever watch Chico and the man or any of those sitcoms where, um, no, where like one of the co-stars passed away in between seasons and they had to have that first episode back where they were like, we don't want to bum everyone out and say that they the character died. So we have to do like, oh, we just they they left a note. They left and went off to Canada. Um, oh and then God. they read the note and they're always like, oh, you and for each of you, you always meant the most to me. And for you, keep your smile. And for you, you can have my lucky uh, hat. You know, that's what this felt like, like someone like a character left unexpectedly and they need to write them off. And make the audience not feel cheated by them just exiting I, unexpectedly. Yeah, I, I, I like your conspiracy about maybe Vince wanted more time and, and this was like just straight up filler. Just because yeah. it was it was odd and it was weird. I thought that the, the way that they wrote Randy Orton off TV outside of the reports that we know, it was it was good enough to you know, to see him being written off. So Riddle should have said, and before he left, he gave me this letter to read to all of you. Cause it's like, Randy couldn't even be bothered to Skype in, you know? Yep. 
Oh my god! In a letter, like a handwritten letter, he could have just pulled yeah. out his phone and read like a text. No, he has like a like a letter. <laughs> and then he says, "Then now forever together." And Randy wanted me to say that together. That's the most important part. Like that was probably the original thing, and they were like, "No, we need to cut that." Vince wants to take that. Oh, uh, no. But yeah, this was a weird segment. If if you it didn't was. watch anything else tonight, just watch. I mean, the the match, the main event match was good, but just watch this because it was really. Odd. Sheed Blackbuck 99 AEW Rampage was the best wrestling all week. 10 out of 10. Wow, for a pre-taped show. It was good, but uh, yeah, lacking that element of surprise. Uh, Tornado Anthony Y 499. Next week on SmackDown is official. Roman will feel the roar like he did tonight with that F5. Told you, you said that F5 was coming. Um, ah, I see what you did there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let's see what else. No, um, next? The never-ending feud. Oh, sorry. Pat Pat uh, McAfee's from Minnesota. It wasn't the Vikings before. Brock played for the Vikings. Uh, Pat yeah. was the Colts. This yeah. is what I know about the sports ball. This is without Alfred here, our sports expert. Yeah, yeah. This is this is not only he played for Minnesota. Minnesota is Brock's hometown. Yes. So yeah. I, I thought at least if you're going to bring him back, this was the perfect place to do it. Yes, and Brock lives in uh, Manitoba now where he farms and is pursuing a career in country music by the look of his hat. He looked incredible glenn leave beastie alone so uh after riddle's touching segment um <laughs> madcap moss god at a last laugh match okay did he have to bust out laughing at the end was that like part of the stipulation I don't know. And then Corbin, and it was weird that they gave McAfee like the baby face moment to like diss Corbin and get the crowd chanting. That's the crazy part. Like this shows you. Okay, so Moss won this match. Moss is like now three for three for going after Corbin. Um, it's the last laugh match. Moss leaves. Corbin is out there frustrating, yelling at McAfee. McAfee is like, oh, it's the last laugh match. Somebody's got to laugh. And he gets the crowd chanting uh, negative things against Corbin, gets people spelling out Minnesota. Like, you believe so much in Madcap Moss that you had someone on commentary have the star turn in this match. I feel so bad for where you Moss should have is feel bad right because I Pat is awesome and we all love Pat. No, so. I love Pat too, but with Moss, like this is what the big build is. Like, this, yeah, Issa, this is like saying, like, hey, you're doing a really good job at work, you're getting a promotion, and you're like, oh, it's great, I'm getting a promotion, am I getting a raise? No, but we got a big surprise for you, you know, you're getting a new title, and then they uh, go to like the receptionist to go, hey, receptionist, uh, you're getting a bigger office. Well, we're you don't think that's what Issa. they did to their entire roster tonight, bringing Brock back for a match uh, that we've seen true. 10 times? <laughs> you really think, if you think this offended uh, Moss, imagine how everybody else feels when they're okay. like, really, they're doing this again? <laughs> okay, so one of two things needs to happen, WWE. I know you pay attention to this show. I know you watch the show. I know tonight you're, 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 you're with me in spirit on my comments about Vince. But I know you can't say anything publicly, but I know you're with me in spirit. You're uh, together. But, yeah, then, we're together. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, now, forever, together, future endeavor. Uh, so here's what needs to happen. One, we need to reveal that Madcap Moss embezzled all of uh, Corbin's money. Or, with money in the bank in Las Vegas, Corbin needs to lose all his money again. Yes. And go back to being a sad sack. Because that, look, you run everything into the ground. And just you just walk in a big circle of storytelling. And yet, with... Baron Corbin being poor and broke and like a, basically a hobo, uh, you 
you just sort of skirted past that as quickly as possible. Yep. And we need to get back. Make Corbin broke again. Make Corbin broke again. I've been tweeting that same way I've been tweeting make Bobby Roode glorious again. I, I agree with you. I, I thought that this field had a great ending at Hell in a Cell. I wasn't into it. And then they put on a really good match. I thought that Matt Cat Moss had an incredible performance against, against Corbin. And, and the ending of their match at Hell in a Cell was quite violent. So I didn't think that we needed to see yet another match from a field that's been going on since Wrestle freaking mania. So I I mean if, if we're moving on from this, that's great. Are we gonna get something with Pat and Corbin next? I think so. Actually, I mean yeah, me like too. before I realized they were in McAfee's hometown, I was like, oh, that's what's happening. And I was like, no, maybe it was just a one-off because to get the hometown pop. I don't think so. I think they're trying to book McAfee for SummerSlam. I think you gotta go all out here with, with the star power that you have lost. And here's a weird Friday. Or maybe Money in the Bank. Maybe Money in the Bank, since Roman is not wrestling Money in the Bank. Here's a weird thing I've noticed on Friday night. Do you notice that as Chris Jericho has gotten more subdued on Rampage, Pat McAfee has gotten more energetic on SmackDown? It's like it's like they it's it's like a seesaw, like a teeter totter. Yeah, yeah, but then again, like Jericho almost lost his hair, you know, the same day as he was taping this, so he just needed to relax for a second, you know. True. Jericho was was good toned down tonight. I think he works yeah, he a lot was. better when he's like at a seven as opposed yep. to an eleven. Uh, bum ass Corbin was the chance tonight that McAfee had everybody chanting. Uh, we saw Natalia backstage cutting a promo on Ronda. She's gonna face Ronda at Money in the Bank. Which she's gonna what was she looking at when she cut this promo? Did you notice that she wasn't looking at the interviewer and she wasn't looking at the camera? Can you tell me what she was looking I, at? Maybe there was a cat backstage or something. I don't know. Vince McMahon. <laughs> also, that interviewer tonight is this one I'm thinking of. Uh, the Megan Morant is like the most not Renee of the not Renees. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she is the most not Renee. She is. <laughs> I like that observation, actually, because I know exactly what you mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, oh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. And, you know, Jinder oh, no. and Shanky, they would have won, except Shanky just can't stop dancing when Xavier Woods plays that trombone. Hasn't he just, hasn't Xavier Woods just improved leaps and bounds as a tromboner? Over the last I mean, five years, obviously, Glenn, he put Shanky in a dance trance by his beautiful music being played through the trombone. You have to be very good to be able to do that. It's true. He could charm snakes with those this, trombone skills. If this doesn't prove to you that Vince is still in charge of creative, <laughs> oh man, what was this? I didn't like it. I didn't like it. it. The it New Day should be able. The New Day is one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Why yes. can't they beat Jinder and Shanky without any? shenanigans uh, daniel price is saying that he played tr- trombone in high school and xavier woods is just okay i'm saying xavier woods could wow. be in a like he could be in like a middling ska band with those trombone skills i mean if he's gonna be hypnotizing people like that he sh- he should be selling those skills like he should be selling spells through a trombone we, we need more gimmicks like that. I've said this before. I need a body swap gimmick to happen, and I need someone to be able to put other wrestlers into a trance. I think did that is a solid gimmick. Did you see that uh, Elias is showing up on Monday? I've heard. <laughs> I'm very curious how this is going to go. 
<laughs> yes, Edward Cousin saying he's the shank, the shank charmer, not the snake no. charmer. No. There you go. Uh, Jinder Mahal's <laughs> music continues to slap, though. Oh, forever, forever. It will never get old. I don't understand why he's he's dancing to the trombone when you have Jin- Jinder's music should put you in a trance. Yes, it's very good. Uh, yeah, hype video for the Viking Raiders, a team that's been on the main roster for years, but they're returning to SmackDown next week. But they have XD for a couple of weeks, Glenn. Come on. Yes, I know, and the audience already forgot about the Viking Raiders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're Taking the raid nationwide. <sighs> what a uh, night. <laughs> McIntyre and Adam Pier- uh went out to the ring with Adam Pierce and Seamus. Didn't tonight feel like the entrances? Like, I, okay, conspiracy time. I think Vince absolutely wanted to go longer because tonight there was like yeah. entrance, commercial, entrance, entrance commercial, commercial, then yes. the match. But they, they've been doing this for a little while. I don't know if you saw. Monday Night Raw, I think it was like two weeks ago where uh, Liv Morgan came out to the ring and she was standing there for a good 20 minutes because of all the entrances and things they did in between before the match actually started. They've been doing this so for excessive. a little while. So excessive. I know. I know. So, Tornado Anthony Wise saying maybe Vince is welcoming the Tornado to SmackDown. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Um, so. After the excessive entrances and with Adam Pierce talking about, it, he said, Seamus is getting added to money in the bank. Then Drew started freaking out, beating up Seamus. And Adam said, and Drew was also getting added to money in the bank. So very, very long. Did we, need, um, did we need the entrances and, and the 10 minute and the commercial break in between to we just did. announce that? We did. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see them wrestle again because, you know, big meaty men slapping meat. Sami Zayn uh, <laughs> is waiting outside Roman Reigns' dressing room. <laughs> He's not use. Okay, here's the best thing, though, that I read all week that we didn't see tonight. Apparently, on live shows, Sammy has been using Roman's moveset. No. Yeah, read that. Oh, my God. Live That's events. That we need to see. That's disrespectful. Oh that doesn't so come good. with honorary ooze. Like, I seen the agreement to be an honorary ooze, and that's not part of it. Um... But he's going to face Shinsuke Nakamura next week. Do you think uh, Sami Zayn had to sign an NDA to be part of the blood, bloodline? I'm going there. I'm not going okay. there. And I, I feel bad, too. I feel bad. I, I feel bad about making light of this situation. We're not making light of it. Uh, AEW no. is. <laughs> no. And here's how I put it. Because I was thinking about this tonight, even, like, tweeting about it. Because, uh, like, sometimes the only way you can cope with things is through the oh, yeah. the, the lens of humor. Um, and it's just, yeah, but it, it's, but if the CEO, former CEO comes out and shows you that he clearly doesn't care, it's very hard to, you know, care. <laughs> yes. Um, so <sighs> Raquel Rodriguez versus Shannon Baszler, money in the qualifier, Lacey yeah. Evans. Both of these women should have been in money in the bank. Honestly, Lacey Evans already in money. In the bank. What do you think about Lacey Evans on commentary? I completely blocked her out. Did you pay attention to anything she said? So I was listening to her and I had this idea that would have made her gimmick so much better. Her rebrand is if they would have had her come back and made her be more like Ruth Langmore from Ozark. I think that would have been Ozark. You need to watch Ozark. I know. know. But if they just had her be a little more like streetwise and like take no shit, they could have kept the same backstory, but made her sort of like a belovable, like scrappy anti-hero. 
I think that would have worked better because I was listening to her in commentary and I was like, you know, I liked when she did the nasties thing and being like, she's better than everyone else. That worked really well. She just sounded so subdued tonight. And I think Lacey Evans, again, great backstory, very talented in the ring, but she needs some attitude. I mean, do you know what she's been through, Glenn? I'm not getting there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, she's doing everything she can given the circumstances. I am still upset about everything that they've done with Shayna Baszler since she came to the main roster. And, I mean, on Wednesday, we're going to rank our favorite NXT Women's Champion. And I know Shayna is pretty high up for me. And it's it's a shame that this is what it's come to with her. And Raquel has to stop smiling. She just has to stop smiling. Um, I think good match, that, though. yeah, it was a good match, a little short. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez won. Shayna Baszler is not going to Money in the Bank, but Raquel is. And yes, Tuesday after NXT 2.0, we are going to rank the top NXT women's champions. And I have to tell you, looking at the list and thinking about it, this is really tough because I feel like yeah. there's I think I'm gonna five... have a harder time ranking the women than, than I did the, the, the men's champion. There's five that I can clearly identify as the all time best, in my opinion. And then from there, it's very shades of gray. Like, right. and I, I'm gonna have, I'm, I'm gonna say this, I'm sure, after everyone, where I'm not saying that anyone is bad because I don't think there's been a bad NXT Women's no. Champion, but there have been some reigns that were much less memorable in the grand right. scheme of things. Agreed, agreed. You know, I feel like I'm gonna be apologizing after I name every name below 10 <laughs> on Tuesday. So tune in for that and we'll see uh, if Alfred and Issa can coexist. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I think uh, Money in the Bank for the women is looking good. And if we go based on the graphic, there's still three spots left. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Money in the Bank is only two weeks away, two weeks from Saturday, premium live yeah. event on Peacock. Yeah. We have well, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Lacey Evans, and now Raquel Rodriguez are part of Money in the Bank. So far. So far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm angry about this. And you know, and if, and if you know something about Glenn Rubenstein, not very, not much angers me, let alone like annoys me. I got you. Stop uh, better. <laughs> spotlight on the stage last week didn't happen, but tonight we're going to meet the signing multiples <gasps> Ooh, of angry about male it, models and Max Dupree. Spotlight out there. And then we get this bullshit. Yes, bullshit. Backstage of Max Dupree saying to Adam Pierce, you think that spotlight's good enough to showcase my talents? I say nay. Not this week. We're going we're gonna to do this next week on SmackDown. Yeah. When do Emelina-style delays... With the exception of the Funkasaurus, who was massively over, do Emelina style delays, they normally don't translate into success when you make because the longer you make people wait, the more they're gonna get their hopes up and the more you're gonna let them down. Yeah. No, I, I was actually upset about this too. I was, I was like, pissed. what is happening? Because I see the spotlight and then he's backstage arguing with Pierce, and I'm like, shouldn't he be out there with whatever this model is? I don't think they know. I don't think they know who's joining him, and that's why they keep delaying it, but it is upsetting. But he said he said multiple models. I'm still holding out hope for Brazango. And Brazango, honestly, right now would be a breath of fresh air. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna try to set up the wrong expectations. No. But if you're having male models and you have talent that's been released like within the last 12 months that was massively over, that was their gimmick. 
Tyler Breeze was just on up, up, down, down again. Like, oh, pretty deadly drop the NXT tag oh, titles. True. I predicted that too. That's that's my alternate choice. Yeah, I would love to see that actually. That would be good. Um, so Gunther and Ludwig van Kaiser. Ludwig van Kaiser had some critical things to say about America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid that like here we are, like this is a 1972 gimmick in 2022. Oh my god, the person from another country is criticizing America. Boy, I'd sure like to see them get their come up and that's what happens when the person from 1972 is still in charge of creative today. <laughs> like, why did he have to go and be like, no American, no other American is ever gonna hold this title? I'm like, bro, <laughs> I didn't like this, I didn't like this, but I, I think Gunther looks good with the belt. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. his very first match is Ricochet because rematch. <laughs> Good luck, Ricochet. Uh, so. But who else okay. do you put him against? They don't have anybody. No, they don't. That's why, yeah. I mean, they need, like, this, like, WWE. Okay, I've turned it into Raw a little bit on Monday. Wow. Raw's, not a, Raw's not a great show. That's why I stopped. I mean, look, it's three hours. So, one, you, you lost me right there. I don't got three hours to watch one wrestling show. Hard enough to watch two wrestling shows after three hours. Uh, but, um, SmackDown is really starting to feel stale. And yeah. when, I mean, so someone needs to time this, like, does someone still count up the minutes? We used to have people that would count up the minutes of everything that happened. Like I'm, I'm predicting tonight was at least 20% entrances on tonight's show. Oh, yeah. We could have had oh, yeah. the only three thing they care about was giving the main event time, which I was glad they did, but everything else felt stupid. And the main event, Ooh, Sheamus versus Walter Edward. Ah, take my money. Sheamus versus Walter Edward actually be pretty good. You know what it will Gunther. be, Glenn? Hmm. Big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> I'm curious what the first thing that comes up when you Google that is, but uh, I'm not doing that. that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, do it in incognito. You know, that's the key. <laughs> do you ever get weird autocorrect and you're just like, why in the hell did I Google that before? Yes. Yes, like the most random stuff. That that's oh, when a good you go game. when you go to type something and, and like you see the first things that pop up and you're like, why are people googling this? <laughs> like like we should play this game on the air and just start typing in things into the search bar. Like I typed in A. What's the first thing I get when I type in A on my phone? I get AT and T historical stock value because I was watching an episode of Family Ties from 1982 <sighs> last night where Alex's parents owned AT and T stock and my wife and I said, what would that be worth today? So I had to look it up. Hold on, I'm trying. I'm trying one. <laughs> oh my god! What's that? What came up under A? What, no, what's I your A? Come on, put A. Shut up! I put Robert Reigns, and the first thing that popped up is Robert Reigns' shoe size. <laughs> wow. I'm done with this game. I don't want to play no more. <laughs> Yes. Because we got a whole alphabet without even going to second letters. Uh, you're googling letters. I'm googling. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just typing in. I'm just typing in letters and showing me the autocomplete of what it is. Like I Italian tofu. I want to know how to make Italian style tofu. I what? put I and I got Impact Wrestling viewership. Okay, that's good. 
I put E and I got El Desperado, New Japan Pro Wrestling, because he showed up on Wednesday and I had no clue who he was. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to see what you've been searching. Uh, yeah, no, we, we will have to revisit this over time. But back to SmackDown, oh, look, by the uh, way. Uh, okay, oh, wait. Okay. When I put in C, I get CEOs that stepped down and came back to after investigation. CEOs investigated by the board because I was I was talking about it in the in my stream and I really wanted to like you know just get different feedback and stories so it's like all of the C's is different CEO scenarios. There's still hope Elizabeth Holmes could come back and save Theranos. No, she don't. She got she got she got found guilty. Has she been sentenced yet? No, they're waiting to finish the trial with, remember Sonny? The guy that was like her partner in it. So he's on trial now and they're not going to, they tried them together, but they're not going to sentence her until his trial is done too. Man, but she got found guilty. She can face up to 20 years. I guess they're not going to give her 20 years, but that's what her max um, sentence could be. Yeah. That Hulu show was. But see, that's the thing though. She was, she was doing some messed up stuff. Like what she was doing was messing with people's like, help oh yes so i mean everybody's doing messed up things here and there do you watch the we work one on apple tv that was not. really good I've too not. oh not you should watch it. it that was good now this weekend we were watching the godfather one and two because yesterday the offer on paramount plus the series about the making of the godfather had its last episode we loved it matthew good is so good as robert evans and now we're like okay now we're gonna watch the godfather good which i remember just being like solid but i never had a desire to see it again Till now right so let's talk about the main event well the (laughs) undisputed wwe universal championship match matt riddle versus roman reigns with the usos and paul Heyman. it was funny (laughs) again dark humor where they were like and roman's special counsel paul Heyman, and it's like man good week for special counsel because the board appointed one to investigate everything at wwe Stop. <laughs> did you miss Roman as much as I did? Probably no one missed Roman as much as you did. Did you notice he's looking thick with two C's? I, wow, with two C's. Wow. Oh my God. Like, my God. They, I, I don't like him being gone, but it just makes you appreciate it. He looked good. <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm being positive. You wanted me to be more positive. I'm being positive. It was a very good match. I thought for it was a second incredible. Riddle could win. No, I never thought that. But the finishing um, sequence between, like, I think Riddle reverse an arc, uh, spear into an RKO, and then Roman reverse Riddle flip move into a spear, it was incredible. Okay, I really, really enjoyed this match. I really did too. But let me tell you something about WWE logic. Fresh matchup Roman Reigns versus Riddle exceeded expectations. The, both these guys gave it their all, put on a really, really good match. What was the stipulation for the match? If Riddle loses, he can never challenge Roman Reigns again. Yes. I could go to see this maybe two or three more times, but no, instead, yeah. let's do Roman versus Brock again. It's only been what, two months? Yeah. But I like, I like this. I like Brock, you know, and I, I just want to say for the record, before we get into Brock coming back, me and Brock did not coordinate to be wearing all denim tonight. It was just a coincidence. There you go. Uh, well, they kind of telegraphed something was happening because the match ended with seven minutes before they went off the air. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, good Lord, is Vince going to come out and talk again? 
Like, uh, please I tell me that's that, the reason. I why. thought that Roman was just going to cut his pro- his heel promo, but then for some reason I started thinking of, remember last year, Money in the Bank, when he did the whole acknowledgement after the match and John Cena came out when yeah. he started talking, but then he, he said, oh, we're going to leave now again. And I'm like, please don't, don't heal it up. Like, it hurts my feelings when you leave. Yeah. Like, don't do this. But uh, when Brock's music hit, I know a lot of people are, they don't have anybody else. I get it. It's been two months. We've seen it like 10 times, but... Who are they gonna put in this position well, with every? And it's Minnesota; it's his hometown, bro. I know, I know, I get it. I mean, I was hoping maybe The Rock, maybe John Cena's back. They did maybe... announce it for SummerSlam, and I believe it's gonna be a last man standing match, if I'm not yes. mistaken. So Tim Allen will be out there refereeing and say, "Last man standing, it's coming back." Actually, no, Home Improvement's coming back. Uh, no, I think. Uh... Uh, and I mean, there's probably what if Seth wins money in the bank and then cashes in like there's there's a lot of deja vu. Well, Seth Rollins did send out a tweet. I think Seth Rollins is somebody that could be put in this position as well as of right now, you know, but Seth Rollins just lost three matches in a row. Oh, yeah. Or Bray Wyatt, as Tuck Graff is saying. I would have liked to have been surprised. Brock was just not. Was it Brock really a surprise? Like I thought it was. I wasn't expecting it. It was very unexpected. It feels repetitive. And maybe that's why people are not taking it as a big surprise, because it's like we just saw this program. But there has been absolutely no rumors, no leaks, no nothing of Brock possibly coming back this soon. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Lisa. No. You're dating someone. Yeah. You break up with them, right? And you like, you're like, oh, we end on decent terms, whatever. You get that text in the middle of the night saying, "You up? Would you be more excited if it was someone you just broke up with like three months ago, or would you be more excited if it was someone from like a couple of years ago? You're like, oh, I haven't thought of them in a while, or oh, I was thinking about them the other day, you know? And the memories kind of fade. And you're like, ooh, this is new and mysterious and refreshing again because it's been a while. But at three months, it's sort of like. I just saw you. Like, that's some more time pass. Glenn, you want me to answer that honestly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my phone is always on do not disturb, so I don't see any text. (laughs) I don't respond to any text from anyone. Okay, but As a matter of fact, look at this. I have 67 text messages right now. Okay, then let's say you get poked on Facebook by somebody. But look at this. I have a message from Sean Rosa from Monday that I haven't responded to. That, that you need a different you need a different circumstance but i'm just saying absence makes the heart grow fonder and yeah and i miss i miss brock and i miss rock it ain't been that long but what? brock came out brock came out shook roman's hand then put him in the f5 we went off the air and then they announced SummerSlam: brock versus roman last man standing yeah i'm excited <laughs> I, I just I, I feel like at this point it's all that they can do and it was like if, if you thought that Vince doing what he did on the beginning of the show was a flex Brock coming out at the end of the show like I'm gonna put my little Brock and Roman stand hat aside that's the other proof of, of the other different uh how do I explain it? Flex that he could do. You know what I mean? And we saw that interview that Brock Lesnar did with Pat. And you, did you see he referred to Vince as almost a father figure? So who else is going to come out to rescue Vince? Come on. Do you Okay, do you think the Brock thing was planned when the Randy Orton stuff happened? Or do you think the Wall Street Journal yeah, thing yeah, yeah. They were um, like, we uh, need a big distraction. So I don't know if you caught the FIFO Select update that went on right like after Brock showed up. But they did say that this was a couple of weeks uh, plan, but okay. it didn't get out until today. So okay. I guess um, I would assume that once they realized that Randy uh, injury was serious, they started figuring out um, 
how to pay Brock this money because they've been using money on other things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Glenn. <laughs> So that was SmackDown tonight. A weird, excellent, excellent SmackDown. title match. Excellent title match. Very props good match. To Roman, props to Riddle. I thought super, he looked great. Super weird Riddle promo. Yeah. Like if they had the music license rights, they should have started playing it. So hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Riddle yeah. out there, like pouring out a forty, maybe you know, play crossroads Roman or something. Looked incredible. Ah, uh, so let's talk about Rampage, which was taped Wednesday. What is going on with MJF, man? This is I know, still I miss him so much. Bro. Like so much has happened in the world of wrestling. AEW legitimately, like, has I mean, no, where's it? They've dropped the ball, um, and dropped their hottest storyline that I think now is already being quickly uh, backburnered and just overshadowed, not forgotten, but overshadowed by everything else that's going on. Um, what is yeah, the, the whole flight gate? Yeah. The whole flight gate Saturday night with uh, with MJF feels like three years ago. Yeah, I miss him, and I think the ratings do too. Yeah, <laughs> but talk about not capitalizing on something. I know? know, I know, especially with I mean, you have a lot of your big stars out right now. Yeah, Kenny Omega, Brian, CM Punk, Adam Cole, and I mean, you might have to press the panic button as well and, and maybe it, keep the storyline going while making MJF some kind of outcast that keeps ruining your show so he's still a part of it. You know, if I'm WWE, I'm calling Sasha's lawyers and saying like, hey, can you talk to this MJF kid and get him out of his AEW contract? Because we'd really like to hire him. That's right. what they did. They're like, you want such a release? All right, here's what you need to do. Give me this guy. <laughs> WWE was like, here's a million dollars, lawyers. Never represent one of our wrestlers again. Three million. It's three million. Usually the going rate. So Dante Martin versus John Moxley. John Moxley, <laughs> the audiobook of his autobiography just came out. I've heard it's very good. It's like nine hours of Moxley. I know. I was just talking. Nine hours of Moxley. It cutting a promo like just rambling i guess he goes off script a bunch it's supposedly very entertaining <laughs> i need to download it i can't wait yeah but uh dante martin versus john moxley opened the show they gave them a lot of time for this match <laughs> yeah as they should but unfortunately um i think you're not gonna have here's the thing with rampage tonight it was a very good show i thought the in-ring was incredible everything was predictable as far as outcomes and Dante has just become, no, I don't mean this offensively, but a good hand. He puts on these incredible matches, but he's always there to lose when they put him on TV. At least he has a good winning record, but these wins are not happening on TV because every time I see him, he's losing. He does some incredible moves, but uh, Max is your number one contender right now. He's not going to lose. Yeah, I feel like Dante Martin gets a lot of great matches, but not the high-profile wins. You got to do something with him. So you got to start putting him in, in spots where he wins. Otherwise, it's just going to become another one of those guys that you know can put on good matches but never wins. And there's a lot of those in the AEW roster right now. What do you think of um, Excalibur asking about Zack Sabre Jr.'s comments directed at Brian Danielson, uh, like Jericho getting into it with Regal? Like, what did you think of all this tonight? I love Regal on commentary. And I did appreciate Jericho on commentary tonight. It, was, it felt different. He was like he was in a different vibe or in a different mood tonight. Um, I love the Zack Sable Jr. comments. I just don't know that 
Brian is going to be able to come back before for Bendor, and that's why I think they haven't committed mm. to anything with him because he is injured. Also, I have a conspiracy. Was the leg cutting the ramp thing really a work or not? Because he magically went missing and got injured after that. Yeah, he wrestled a match or two, but did that really affect him? But didn't getting caught in the ramp, didn't that hold up production? Like, I mean, yeah. that seems like a weird... That seems like a weird work to do. But, you know, after the MJF thing, what can we really believe anymore? Well, some people were reporting that it was a work, but ultimately he is still injured. Something is wrong with Brian. So I think Brian is somebody that I kind of have fantasy book a few matches in my brain for him at Forbidden Door because, you know, the whole point of Brian leaving WWE is to see him face people we've never seen him face before. And now we don't even know if he's going to be able to be a part of, you know, Forbidden Door. I hope so, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like this match. I like Moxley bowing to Dante Martin and respect. Moxley is great, and I think he should become the interim champ. Oh, I think he's going to. I, I, I just yeah. say that because you don't put if you're AEW having a champion, having someone from another promotion be your champ probably isn't best for business. Not um, a good look. <laughs> so, what'd you think of uh Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland that uh promo backstage? <laughs> I liked it. I thought I thought Swerve got a good point. This was a singles match. It was a battle royal. Even if it came down to the two of them, somebody had to push somebody off. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Keith Lee said indubitably. I think we talked about that before that we were just sort of waiting for him to just drop that word. In a I know. I know. <laughs> um, I, pre- I popped. I popped. <laughs> um, so Malachi Black uh, and Penta traded promos. They're going to meet in the All-Atlantic Championship qualifying match on Wednesday Who's you got? Because this is going to be a good match. I think Malachi. I think uh, Malachi... And then he loses to Miro? Because Miro has to win. Like, you think so? Right. I, I think so. I want Miro to win it. I think Miro will make that title feel important right away. Okay. Okay. Um, Max Caster out there with the gun club. Guess what? Max Caster oh. has something to say, but they made him sign an NDA. That's what he said. That's what he said. This match was just for the entrance. They're giving the matches now, like, just to do the entrance and and the rap. I I think it's a good thing to see um, the acclaim with the ass boys. (laughs) I like them together, so put them on TV. (laughs) Do you feel like they're running the ass boys and the scissor me thing into the ground a little bit? Because I feel like this is the most WWE gimmick in AEW. Yeah, but it's also over. It is, but it's like Attitude Era over. And I think that a lot of that yeah. stuff, like Scotty Too Hotty and the Worm, super over until it's not. And I actually right. think, okay, let me let me posit this. Posit this theory. I think the acclaimed have more longevity than the Ass Boys gimmick and the scissoring yeah. thing. But I think... By tying them so tightly together right now, like interlock scissors, um, I think it's going to cause, it's going to put the acclaimed in danger of getting stale faster than if they were separate from them. Right, right. I see your point. I agree. I agree. I just like the acclaimed, they're over right now, but maybe yes. don't overexpose them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, look, Two great tastes that go great together. We all love chocolate and peanut butter, but it's okay to have chocolate and peanut I butter. I don't. On I don't like peanut sometimes. butter. I don't like. Okay, peanut but butter. you understand my point. You don't have to eat them together all the time. <laughs> like you can eat peanut butter and you can eat chocolate, and then when you eat peanut butter and chocolate together, you're like, oh, this is really good. But sometimes you just want them on their own. 
I'm just saying I don't like peanut butter, Glenn. Okay, sure. under, but you understand my analogy. I do. I do. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Max Caster and the Gun Club. Won of course. Match. I don't even know who they were facing. I don't, I don't know. Bear Country. Uh, is that area in Disneyland? Disney World? Sure. With the, jam, with the Jamboree. Uh, the Bear Country and Leon Ruff. They beat them. Okay, yeah. what did you think about uh, Hook? Oh, so he's going to face a prospect from New Japan's LA Dojo. That's exciting next week. And then Danhausen yeah. entered. Danhausen like just keeps turning it up, becoming like sort of just weirder and weirder every week. I'm I'm into it, but at some point I feel like it's going to implode into itself. Yeah, I um I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to become Hook's manager? Not even yeah. because Hook didn't even let him speak. Hook just says, I got this. And I believe he does. I'm looking forward to seeing Hook wrestle. And, I, and I'm glad that they're keeping it together. But at the same time, I don't, I, I, I want to see Hook. So. Should be a good match. The internet tonight, me included, loved Willow Nightingale versus Jade Cargill. Uh, Stokely Hathaway on commentary tonight. Very nice that uh, we got to hear Stokely talk more. Uh, I feel like he talked more tonight than he ever did in NXT as Malcolm Bivens. And Willow Nightingale got so much uh, praise on Twitter for this match. What did you think of this? I mean, Jade Cargill won, obviously, but what did you think of the match? I thought it was a really good match, especially for Jade Cargill. I actually was able to notice uh, a lot of improvement from her in the ring. And I do think maybe that also came from her, um, for her opponent. I think that Willow was really helping uh, Jade showcase how much she's improved in the ring i never thought that willow was gonna beat her but mm -hmm. i it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the match and i and i agree with you i thought willow was great but i love seeing jade continue to improve i used to not want jade to be booked in longer matches just because i thought that it exposed her and i'm starting to feel like it's not the case anymore um but i do think it depends on which opponent she has and i didn't i think that speaks very highly of willow yeah, Willow did a fantastic job of making Jade uh, look fantastic from start to finish in that match. I thought it was very good. And then after Athena and Chris Statlander came out, got into it with uh, Cargill's group. The thing that didn't it threw you off a little bit because Athena and Statlander kind of facing off with Jade and um, Kira Hogan, then that kind yeah. of leaves Willow as the too nice opponent, and then she's done. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, yeah, me I either. Know, I think Athena is ultimately going to lose this, but they're they're building her, which is nice. I think. Uh, yeah. Very glad for her getting the TV time. I mean, I'd rather uh, them build it than have Athena come in and, and drop oh, to, yeah. to Jade in one match and that's it. It's over. At least she's getting a storyline behind it. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of the uh, game matches just feel like a match. She hasn't really had that feud, you know? Let's talk about the main event tonight. Uh, Darby Allen versus Bobby Fish. What did you think about this? Uh, yeah, Darby Allen is freaking crazy. <laughs> I just can't watch a Darby Allen uh, match without cringing and thinking that he's going to, like, die. But my favorite part was when the lights went out because... If you you didn't if you watch an AW show and the lights didn't go out, you didn't watch an AW show. So the band five should reunite and remake the song when the lights go out, but make it all about AEW surprises. You know, you know, it's always thing. Still. <laughs> That should be when the lights go out, it's always sting. You know, they could do this. Tony Khan, you have the money, reunite the band five. That that was when the lights go out, right? That was five. 
Yeah. Did you notice that the most charisma that Kyle O'Reilly has ever shown was when he got that baseball bat to the balls? Look, Rilo, <laughs> Rilo Kylie, um, not my guy. I like him. Looks like a kid you wouldn't trust with matches or fireworks. Even 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 fireworks and no matches, still don't trust that kid. He's going to find a way to light those on fire. He's going to burn my backyard. But, uh, you know, they hurt Sting. So when Sting showed up, confronted Rilo Kylie after the match, it was a moment. But Bobby Fish versus Darby Allen was very good. I really enjoyed it. The, the show tonight in ring was very, very good. Uh, even even the short uh, acclaim match and ass boys with, against the people that we didn't know. I really, really enjoyed the show. I thought it, it went by. I, I like Rampage. I, I do a good job to uh, staying away from the spoilers. I was told that it was good in ring action, but I don't. I, I try to not read the spoilers because it will take away the desire but, to want to do but this. But that's even a spoiler, though, because it's like... Okay, let me give you an example of this. Last weekend, I watched the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I really liked it. It was a very good movie. Uh, It was very enjoyable. It was very different. But I had read, building up to it, people like, this is the best movie of this year. This is the best movie I've ever seen. This was so good and so surprising and so interesting. And I watched it and I was like, this is pretty good. But it's the same thing. If I even hear Rampage, like, you know, Rampage this week is a pretty solid show. Like, then I watch it and I go like, yeah, it was pretty solid. So the only reason why I even knew that is because my friend Cher, you know her from Twitter, she attended mm-hmm. the show. So she told uh, me, but usually I try to I try my best to stay away from all, you know, from all spoilers because it makes it very hard to watch the show. I used to read them and then it's just so hard to watch the show. In fact, here's my new rule. When people recommend okay. things to me, I don't want you to tell me anything except you should check this out. And that way I'll go, should I, ch- you know, I'll think in my head, I'm like, should I check it out because it's terrible and laughably bad? Should I check it out because it's amazing? Should I check it out because it's surprising? I don't know. That's why I should check it out to find out exactly. why they said I should check it out. I like but don't that. don't tell me like, you got to watch this show. It's like one of the most best, <laughs> most surprising original things I've seen. Cause then I go in thinking like, okay, I want to be surprised and refreshed with something original. And then like, you're just, I'm uncalibrated at that point. Like you've recalibrated my matrix. I need to go in fresh. So I just want, just tell me I should check something out. Don't tell me good, bad or whatever. Just give me a general recommendation. And when I watch it, I'll, I'll have my own experience and form my own opinion. Okay. I like that actually a lot. We need to change this. We need to change this in society. The way that we, we live in a society. <laughs> yes. We live in a society in a culture of everything is amazing and incredible. And oh my God, you need to watch this show because it's yada, yada, yada. And you've already spoiled it for me. You've already thrown off my calibration. Okay. You know? I'm just not like, going to recommend anything. I take your recommendations though. You, you give great recommendations. But I, you know, I mean, I even need to try and just start telling people like, you should really check this out. Like I, I could say I really enjoyed something, but I shouldn't set people's expectations. But that's how you do it. That's that's why you told me the first time you told me to check out Yellow Jackets. And yes. look, we even have a podcast about it. So yes, and I think here's the caveat: if you tell people you should check something out, it's crazy. That's okay because crazy can mean any number of things. There's got to be like some safe adjective. We're gonna have okay. I'm gonna form. I'm gonna form a special committee. Uh, and what we're going to do is figure out the way you can recommend things to people and the adjectives you can use that are not okay. going to throw off their expectations or potentially tilt them one way or the other. Crazy is an approved adjective for a recommendation. 
Okay, well, to all the people watching, if they didn't watch SmackDown, I'm going to say they should watch the Roman Reigns and Riddle match because it's crazy. And they should watch the Riddle promo. That was nuts. <laughs> no, don't watch it. <laughs> oh, did you notice that? So WWE uploaded the Vince McMahon segment and they turned the comments off. Why on earth would they ever have to do that? Why would they? Ever why would have they, Why would you even? Why would you even upload it? I don't know. Uh, but Rampage was good tonight. Um, it was a lot better than. Well, okay, I'll shut yes. up. I'll shut up. Dynamite was okay. So it, it was very convoluted, and I feel like Rampage was smoother. Darby Allen won. The lights went off. Kyle O'Reilly yeah. was going to attack Darby. The lights went off. Sting was there. He good hit O'Reilly in the legs with his bat. Do you think there's a confused generation of wrestling fans who didn't play baseball and every time they hold a bat, they're just like, that's what you do. You just like hit people in the legs or you put your hand over it and like punch them in the stomach, right? That's how you use a baseball bat based on, I mean, if you watch Sting use a bat and Triple H uses, if aliens, like if all they knew of bats and sledgehammers were Sting and Triple H, they would have a very warped view of how both of these things work. Okay. I, I hope that people know what a baseball bat is, but... We have an entire generation who has grown up like Sting is their reference. Not the sport of baseball, but Sting. Oh, man. I think more people are watching baseball than wrestling now. So I don't know. Baseball's. Uh... Hey, 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 don't even go there. Have you seen my Yankees? They're kicking ass right now. So don't. So uh, that's tonight's show. You're so excited about Brock being back. I know it. Okay. Fernando Perez wants to know who's my go-to wrestler in 2K22. I haven't played it because G I haven't played it lately because GM mode is just horribly broken. I did play through my career a little bit with my character, Glenergy. And then I realized you can't like go back to the performance center once you go to the roster. So I have quests uncompleted and I was like, screw this. Um, so you're basically no, an AEW wrestler now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've played the game. Play it like as Becky. I haven't found like one character that really resonated with me. You're not playing 2K22 though, right? No, no. Uh, John Everett, I gotta give a shout out. He's asking, what do I think of the state of video games, entertainment, and journalism? And what happened to Jeff Gersman? Jeff Gersman left Giant Bomb two weeks ago and is now doing yeah. his own thing, the Jeff Gersman Show. And he is crushing it on Patreon and doing amazing solo content talking about video games. Uh, yeah. I've known Jeff for... 30 years now, I actually got him into the video game business when I was a journalist. He started tagging along with me to shows and like I left, he kept going and oh my God, has he surpassed what I ever did. I'm so proud of him. You love to see it, especially in the video game. When it comes to journalism, I know that I've seen a lot of reports of people joining teams, whether they're professional gamers or journalists covering it that are getting paid you know, close to nothing. And these people end up going on their own and doing so much better. So I always love seeing those kind of stories. No, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Jeff and I will probably do something on his channel together at some point, telling the story of uh, what I was doing and how I got him into all this madness so many years That's ago. Awesome. But uh, yeah, we had a lot of interesting adventures in the nineties. Um, so that's tonight uh everybody do me a favor follow isa on twitter nyc demon diva that's diva with the one follow me i'm at glenn rubenstein and if you are on youtube i need you need you we are so close to a milestone for this channel i need you to subscribe on youtube please you you don't have to hit that bell to turn on notifications sure you can like our videos it helps you get 10 years of good luck if you hit the subscribe button 
Yes, but we need you to subscribe uh, because we are so close. I'm so excited to get, oh, I'm just looking at it now. I'm just mere hundreds away uh, ah! from an all-important milestone. So, hey, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great holiday weekend. Uh, Monday, raw coverage. We'll be back Tuesday for NXT 2.0. Until next time, take care, everybody, and we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.